Woo. All right, we're on. Get serious. Oh, boy. You know what the official drink of diet – what's your official drink of, of diet phases? Ready, go. Of diet phases? Diet like, phases. Like when I'm in a cut? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's that's hard. I am – I don't know if I can answer that. Probably for me in terms of like prep has got to be some sort of energy drink. But bang. Like that's the reality of is it. Is bang the official drink of prepping? It, it would have to be because as much as I love Monster, and I do think that Monster tends to have a better like flavor profile, uh, there's a lot of sodium. So when I get down to the nitty gritty, I it can't can't do monster anymore it's not a lot of sodium for a normal person it's a lot of sodium when you have to cut your sodium correct or like be mindful of like how much right. you're yeah a normal on person a regular basis. not a big deal uh i mean maybe maybe it's not like 1%. it's, it's 1%. like but still in like the grand scheme of the day like if you're drinking 12 ounces and if there's 150 i think to 200 milligrams of sodium in that. I mean, that's a pretty substantial amount, especially if you're having it with like a meal. So then you got to think about all the other. Oh, who, who drinks monster with like a meal? Hello. Like meal five, like you're having dinner and you're going to well, slam no, a monster. I'm not like, like a, a psycho having like, like energy drink at eight o'clock at night, but like with my lunch. I don't drink. I don't drink those. I don't drink any caffeinated beverages with other stuff what about your coffee in the morning i have it after meal one i have it after breakfast interesting i make it because it's the pour over right so you have to have it let it sit there and chill out for a second but i'll eat and then have it interesting i don't like coffee when i'm eating things no I think yeah it, like, it ruins it yeah, yeah it detracts from the flavor yeah. of the coffee uh so yeah i i guess that would be my answer is 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 bang in terms of my current situation. I wasn't allowed to open it on on the mic. You I wanted to. Did it last week. Uh but the official one of this mini cut is Diet Fago Red Pop. I just opened my last bottle, but I'm I'm almost certainly gonna buy more, but the <laughs> last bottle that I have here uh to enjoy while we chat to you. That's great. We don't we don't have to go into a long explanation about red pop because I think at this we've point talked about it before. we've yeah. talked about it on I'm like sure. four different podcasts. I'm sure four or five people have tried it and they're like, you know what? This is really good. And or people bit... are just like normal and like knew about it before. Oh, and they forgot. I knew about Fago too. There's a ton of it in Western Pennsylvania, but like it's not really here. Clearly it is. They make like 80 flavors. They only have. This is the only diet one they have at the store. Well, oh darn! Good thing you like it. It is a good thing. <laughs> well, that dovetails beautifully with what we're going to talk about today. Ooh, what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about. Uh, this is a topic that we talk about internally. Correct. So we thought it would make sense to chat to everybody else about it, and it's the idea that everyone regardless of where you are with potentially one exception needs some kind of nutrition plan. Correct. That's like, you need it period. Yes. Yeah. The only exception, we're going to get this out of the way, right out of the gate. There is one exception and it's a broad one, but as soon as you fall into this, then you're fine. Then just keep doing what you're doing. If you are 100% pleased 
with your physique, with your strength, and with your general health, then keep doing what you're doing. However, I'm going to surmise that that applies to almost no one. There's a, there are a few people who are in like a really good spot, and that's fantastic. And obviously, that's where we all kind of want to get to. But the reality is, is there's always some little tweak that you'd like to make somewhere. And sometimes they're really big tweaks. And so the reality is, because of that, you need to have some kind of plan in place to make that happen. Yes. Uh, and that is obviously no more true than it is now. Um, if you've listened along the last couple of podcasts, we've had discussions uh, about like massing and cutting and maintenance and when's a good time to do them and when we would prefer to do them. Um, and I think we've kind of come to the consensus this, that obviously if you are going to cut, it's kind of easiest to do that over the summer. Um, but a lot of people go too far in that direction. And that's why like having a thought out actual plan with actual objectives daily, weekly, monthly, and an overarching goal is really important. So the interesting thing is you brought up a point that I hadn't even really thought of. And I think this is, we're going to bring up different points because I think we see this in different ways. Um, but it underscores the importance of needing a plan. So you said like people go too far. Now, what do you mean by they go too far when they're uh, in a fat loss phase? We want to clarify like, what cutting means. Yes. So in, in a fat loss phase, obviously you are in a caloric deficit. Um, and when it's hot out, when you're doing a lot, you're outside, you're playing with kids, you're at the pool, you're just kind of hanging out with friends, that sort of thing. It's easy to like forget about eating, right? And I, for a very, very long time, fell into this boat. I feel like I could spend, I don't know, six hours at the pool on a Saturday and not even think about eating once, let alone the fact that like now to me, that's that blows my mind that I could even allow myself to be in that boat boat because now in a six hour window, like that's two meals for me. So the fact, like the thought of like missing two meals because I'm just kind of like hanging out the, at the pool is a total non-negotiable. Like I will be at the pool with my lunch box and I will eat my two meals during that time. Yeah. Did it today. Like we, I one right before we went, we're obviously we're recording this in the summertime pool weather. Um, so I ate right before I went to the pool and then I brought my next meal with me. Yeah. It's breezy with some ice packs. Yep. So I think it, it's easy to do when you think like, oh, well, like that's good, right? Like I'm putting myself in a caloric deficit. I'm not, I'm not eating. So that's, that's a good thing. And the reality is, is no, like that is suboptimal. You should not be going for extended periods of time without eating regardless of what phase you're in, but like, especially in a caloric deficit, because you, this is what tends to happen in terms of people in kind of like cycling, like they restrict, 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 restrict. And then all of a sudden it's like eight o'clock at night, nine o'clock at night. And you're in your house and you're going, I am starving. And then you go to the refrigerator or freezer or pantry and you're just eating everything in sight. So the quote unquote work that you did throughout the course of the day 
by restricting yourself is completely undone because then you're consuming more than your allotted calories for the day when had you just eaten appropriate times throughout the day, you wouldn't have been in that spot. Well, and so we even kind of skipped over something is if you're going to go into a deficit and if we accept that you have to be in a caloric deficit to lose body fat, it's sort of a scientific fact. Uh, how the hell do you know how much of a deficit to be in? How in the world do you figure out what you're eating right now and whether that's like too much, just right, not enough, right? Other than assuming if you carry excessive body fat, you're eating too much. That may not necessarily be the case. Right. You may have been, you may sit in these periods of semi-starvation where you restrict, 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 and then you finally flip out at some point, overeat, and you just pack all that on as, as adipose tissue, as fat. So the first thing we need to figure out is what are you eating? Then we need to figure out based on a variety of factors like your size, gender, lean body mass. So like how much muscle you carry, how active you are throughout the day, how often you work out, what, what those workouts look like. Um, we need to figure out what your caloric needs actually are. So basically how we do this is you figure out what would get someone at maintenance calories, like so they don't move up or down, they just stay right there. And then depending on what their goal is, for most people it's fat loss, you, we knock some off of that. So basically an easy way to think about this is depending on how big you are, say you're a 200 pound person, you wanna lose a pound of body fat a week. That roughly equates to a 500 calorie deficit each day. So basically we take what you need to be eucaloric, which means not move, you know, maintenance basically, stay where you are. And then we knock 500 calories off of that to start. And it could be a little more, a little less. It depends on size. Um, the 200 pound person, just an easy example. But we need to have a plan to do that. And so the issue is that people don't have a plan. So they don't have any idea of where they are in terms of caloric intake. In many cases, they're quite low. So the idea of restricting that further is a non, ultimately a non-starter because you're gonna your hormones that keep you from starving to death that have evolved over millennia to do that are gonna flip out and you're gonna have like insane, impossible to ignore cravings because your body thinks you're starving. And so that's the first piece of the puzzle. The next piece of the puzzle is we need to figure out how much you're gonna try to lose and what the time duration is. And so a really good recommendation uh, that we didn't come up with, but we use, because it works really, really well, is no more than 10% of your body weight at a single go. So you have somebody where they're like, I need to lose 50 pounds. And you're like, and I'm gonna do it in six weeks. And you're like, that's, <laughs> you're definitely no, not. You're no. not gonna be able to do it. So let's say you, you let's take that same 200 pound person, 10% of 200 is 20 pounds. That's the absolute max that we would suggest losing. And really a better number is like seven or 8%. So like 14 to 16 pounds basically. And that the phase of losing that weight shouldn't be any longer than probably about 12 weeks, 16, maybe 16 is pushing it. Um, because every, the whole time you're doing this, you are in like a, you're, you're in a very low level of starvation because you're eating less than you actually need. Um, and that accumulates fatigue. 
physical and mental fatigue. So there's a point where you need to stop and take a break mm -hmm. and be at maintenance for a little bit. And then if you want to lose more fat, you can go back into it. But again, this requires a plan. This isn't something that you can just do sort of willy nilly because you, you're not pleased with your physique. Yeah. So you said that in, in that situation, right? Like we don't want to push it more than 12 weeks, but can I just do it in two weeks? No, you can try. <laughs> uh, so this is the issue with where people re have, uh, like a 90% plus chance of regaining fat they've lost. So people say lose weight. They mean lose fat. Unfortunately, they also tend to lose muscle. We can cover that in a second. Uh, but no, we need to look at losing for a normal uh, fat loss phase, probably no more than 1% of your body weight per week. So again, 200 pound person, that would be no more, absolute max, two pounds a week. And that would be the highest. So if you've never really done this before, you should not do the highest, most difficult <laughs> fat loss phase. You should start much, much more conservatively. Let's lose half or 0.75% uh of you know per pound per week and see how that goes and if you're cruising and you're like yeah i'm not even hungry this is easy then sure we could maybe speed it up a little bit even better idea is let's just finish that phase be really successful and then next time we can we can adjust yeah and i think that's <clears throat> a very important lesson to learn and for a lot of people they learn the hard way right so you've never really done anything in terms of your nutrition uh or you have but it's just been kind of all over the place it's restrict 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 and then binge 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 um but then the issue is, is is nobody ever really understands or knows where they are in terms of like their maintenance and so the worst thing that you could do is be like, well, I've never done any kind of organized plan in terms of my nutrition, and I'm going to go into a cut and a difficult cut because the odds of your failure with that are like beyond measure. Nearly 100%. Because yes. it, like there's very, very little chance. And it doesn't say anything about you as a person. No. It's not like that you're not tough enough or you don't have the willpower, all that kind of stuff. Um, without a plan, you have almost zero chance of actually being successful. Well, I'm saying even if you do have a plan, right? Oh, even if, if you, too, too even crazy, if you yeah. have a plan, like it, and it's just, but it's something you've never done. So like, we don't have any idea of like what your homeostasis is, right? Like, cause we can guesstimate about that. But if you're like just brand new, ready to like start somewhere with fitness and the very first thing you do is like put yourself into some sort of deficit and especially one that's like unattainable really even to begin with like you're just setting yourself up for failure uh so i think it's pretty consistent that for us when we bring in someone new there's a lot of like low hanging fruit for people who tend to be overweight and have a substantial amount of weight to lose, that there are really some easy things that you can do in terms of kind of expediting that fat loss. And that could be something as simple as swapping out a uh, normal pop for a diet pop. That's an easy one. That's right? like the easiest one. <laughs> Super easy. But like if you're looking at like what you're trying to do and you're just trying to figure out, okay, like how can I start moving towards like a plan and what's something easy I can do? Like be real with yourself and like look at what you're eating and like are there small things that you can change like that 
right? Because again, it goes back to like, you don't want to be so restrictive that you're just going to somewhere along the way, whether it's a day, a week, a month, just go F this and then binge. And then any sort of work or progress you've made is gone. Um, so it doesn't have to be something crazy to where like right now today you need to like set out macros and like start weighing every piece of food that you're going into, right? Like if you've never done any of that before, maybe you're the type of person like I was that like that works for you because you're data driven and it's easy. You're just like, okay, I'm just going to do it all in. But if that's not who you are and like you're so far down the path of like unhealthy, like take it one step at a time. Yeah, I agree with you that we need to take a step-by-step process. We're not going to talk a lot about particular macronutrients or all that kind of stuff because it underlies the idea that you have to have a plan. And if you yourself listening to this don't have a really, really thorough understanding of how much protein you should get uh, over the course of the day, how much fat you should get, how much, how many, how much carbohydrate you should get, and where those carbohydrates should be preferen- preferentially placed. You need a plan, and it's going to be much more effective if you have someone who does understand those things help you with it. So we're not going to go into that because it's sort of a given. Like if you don't understand it, then you know that's why we do the podcast. Like right. re- reach out to somebody who can help you. Yeah. Um, you know, we've taught we talk a lot internally about how to step someone up with nutrition. And there are times, and I think I'm probably trending towards wanting to put a little bit more, um, not pressure might not be the right word, but we'll go with pressure, onus on people faster. Um, I think if you really want to change your body composition, like, yes, do we need to throw a bunch of numbers at you and force you into really rigid things? Like, no, not necessarily. But, you know, I'll be honest, like, at some level, you have to be willing to to measure some of your intake. Does that mean you have to measure every single thing? Absolutely not. Does it mean you have to go down to the gram like we do? No. It could be like cup, half cup, you know, four ounces. And to me, sorry, like if you want to change your body composition, that's not that onerous. Because the reality is, and I've certainly fallen into this trap myself, if you are not measuring stuff a little bit uh you don't have to measure an apple an orange like that that's easy and you can make up a lot of your intake with things that you actually don't have to measure but you know like protein you do vegetables at some level you do fats added fat you absolutely do like peanut butter like you can't <laughs> not measure that because you will overeat it yes. period um you know, this is an issue where you have to be, you have to actually care enough and be invested enough to change. Because the reality is, like, no one's going to come to your house and do it for you and, like, cut up your food and feed it to you. Like, you kind of have to want to change enough that you're willing to, at least for a little bit, until you kind of get used to it, um, add a little bit of cumbersomeness to your day. And that take can take the form of an extra 40 seconds just to to make sure that you're, you're not way, way off in terms of your intake. Yeah. And I think it's important. And obviously we've in the past talked about like meeting clients where they are and, and making sure that you understand the process and understand how to get to that point. Um, 
But the reality is, is, is whether you're working with us, whether you're alone in the gym by yourself, creating your own workout plan, whatever the case may be, engaging in other form of fitness, like if you're not seeing progress, like ideally the biggest part of that is your nutrition. And if you're just like kind of guessing your way through it, like, again, it, that's not a plan. So if you want to make progress and change your body composition, uh, like you, you just, you have to do more and you have to be willing to put in that work, just like the gym. Like if, if you want to get stronger, you want to add muscle, you want to get toned, like you have to do that work in the gym. You can't just go in and just lackadaisically move your way about the day. Or again, you can, and then you have to own the fact that like nothing's going to change for you. Yeah. He just won't see any real progress. Yeah. Um, another element to understanding your intake is we work with a lot of people who work really, really hard in the gym and they're quite consistent. Effort is not their problem. Right. Uh, but it's important to understand that it really doesn't matter how hard you try and it doesn't matter how much like quote in quotes, like work you put in the gym. It's easy to out eat that. Yes. Easy. Very easy. Especially if you have now, if you eat really quote like cleanly, right? So uh, animal protein, fruits, vegetables make up like 97% plus of your diet. Maybe you have like a little bit of starch here and there. Um, it's a little harder. But if you eat garbage and and you know like you listening to this know if you do or don't right it's easy right you can destroy calories well yeah and i mean if you even if you google and it's it's absurd like the things that you put together and when you think about it you're like oh well yeah of course it makes sense i'm not losing weight right they, there's this like big trend going on of people making memes of like i'm eating healthy starter pack and then you're like legitimately looking at the food you're eating or the drinks that you're consuming and it's like well this is exactly why you're not making any progress because you're having a Starbucks drink that's loaded with all kinds of sugar or fat, right? Like even if you're doing almond milk foam or whatever, like that's still added fat to your daily intake. And if you're going like venti version of that, like it's pretty easy to hit a third of your fat intake for the day with just that single drink. So if you're not paying attention and you're not counting that towards it, and then you're eating the amount of fat added on that you should be eating for the day, like you're still consuming a third more than what you should be consuming. Yeah, I think it's like it's that kind of stuff. And then it's also like death by a thousand bricks. It's just here and there with that kind of stuff or heavily processed things that are sort of feigned to be healthy for you. Mm -hmm. Um you just have to look into a little bit. And again, it just goes into being invested in your own progress, right? Like, so the person who, the individual who benefits the most from you improving your health is you. Right. Y yes. Your family benefits, your loved one benefits, people, probably the people at your job benefit because you're more productive and you're more focused and like all this stuff. That's all great. It's really for you. Mm -hmm. So when you're standing in line at Starbucks or you're at the store, and you're deciding you're walking on like the frozen food aisle and there's like frozen vegetables or there's like tater tots, right? Like 
you know which one's going to move you in the direction that you want to move in. And you know which one is going to stand in your way. And you have to like understand that aside from the importance of having a plan and knowing what to do and when and why, uh, that the rest of the world is out to not support you. Right. Uh, grocery stores, fast food companies, meal prep companies, they are not working in your body composition interest. They want your money, but they're in the interest of getting you to buy again. And, and yeah, sure, that could be helping you get healthy, but it also could just be making food that tastes good that you want to buy again. Right. So you have to just go through it with your eyes open um, and be responsible. Like, if you, you know, chances are, if you're listening to this, you're a grown up, you're an adult. Um, you have to view it like an adult where like the only person who has control over this is you. And if you see yourself as being of above average intelligence, like, all right, well, read the label. Yeah. What are we doing? Like, you're just firing it into your mouth. Like, you, they win. They just beat you. And they're going to beat you again. Yeah. And, I, and it's, again, it's something that we internally tend to talk about a lot, um, that there's there are things, right? There's There are a lot of gimmicks out there that are meant to kind of like trick the average person into thinking that something is healthy, right? So you think like, okay, I know that like three days this week, my schedule is going to be super, super busy. So I'm going to do the right thing and I'm going to try and pack something healthy. And so you go for like a lean cuisine, right? Because it's super simple. You think it's healthy. Again, I mean the name lean cuisine, right? I'm dining in a way that's going to allow me to lose some weight. <laughs> that's the goal. I mean, come on, don't laugh at me. Lean cuisine. Uh, but the reality is, is there's so much extra crap that's in that that isn't going to push, push you towards your goal. Like at the end of the day, pack like some chicken, some asparagus, and that's a lot cheaper per meal. Uh, and it's a lot healthier and something again, that you can control in terms of the amount that you're actually eating and pushing you towards, towards what you need to intake for the day. Going to the store also requires having a plan. Like we go with lists. Mm -hmm. I don't buy stuff that's not on my list. I walk through the kitchen, I walk through the house and build the list throughout the week. And I get the things that are on the list and the things that are not on the list effectively don't exist to me. You know, walk right by them. Uh, planning also requires doing some amount, unless you, you work at home and you have an unlimited amount of time for meals, it requires doing some meal preparation. It's really easy. We're going to do it right after we finish this. It's a joke. Like you turn on your grill, you turn on your oven, you fire the stuff in the oven, set some kind of timer or your phone or whatever. And that's it. It's like, literally non-effort. I don't even count it as like a daily task. It's like washing your hands if you go to the bathroom. Like it's not, it's not hard, but we need to do it. Okay. And so we need to have those things in place. Um, kind of to wrap up, I think the big thing for us saying this as coaches is that's the goal. That's the reason there are coaches is to help you put these plans in place. The caveat to that is you need to be locked into actually doing the plan. Because we can put, we I can make a perfect diet plan for you. But if you don't do it, or you do it like 75, 80% of the time, like it's not going to work. Right. You're just going to spin your wheels. So you have to be ready to rock once once you make that decision. 
Yeah, again, and it goes back to, we've said it time and time again, we will continue to say it. It goes back to what your ultimate why is and what your ultimate goal is. And at the end of the day, you are the person that's responsible for that. And so anything that you do to help you achieve that goal is great. And anything that you do that you know will negatively impact that, that is on you and you alone. And you have to understand that then your goal potentially is then unattainable because you are not doing what you said you would do in order to attain it. That's it. It couldn't be said better. Try Fago Diet Red Pop. It's really good. <laughs> and that's it. Uh, make sure you have a plan in place. Talk to people who can help you if you need help. All right. We'll see you next time. See ya.